This is Living With the End in Mind. I'm your host, Kathy Warzer. Welcome back. Now, I know you've heard the saying, looks can be deceiving, right? And that's true, especially when someone is living with a long-term illness. In fact, 133 million Americans, that's about 40% of the population, live with at least one chronic condition, and it's often quite painful. Diseases like fibromyalgia, lupus, MS, and many others. They call them invisible diseases because you can't tell on the outside. And let me tell you, makeup hides a lot of pain. (laughs) You know, put on some eyeliner, some lipstick, and no one will know you're sick. That's my motto. You're about to meet an amazing woman, a mother, a journalist, a marathon runner, and Crohn's disease warrior. Her story is next. This episode of Living With the End in Mind is made possible with financial support from Susan Boren and the staff of Accredited Investors Wealth Management of Edina, Minnesota. It's December 5th. 2019, and during the evening newscast of a community television station in the northwest Minneapolis suburbs, the anchor starts the lead-in to this story. Imagine not being able to eat food because it would make you sick. That's what some people with Crohn's or colitis have to deal with. About 55,000 Minnesotans have Crohn's or colitis. Reporter Sonia Gowen shows us how an 11-year-old Maple Grove boy is living with Crohn's. 11-year-old Wyatt Miller is a very energetic boy who enjoys playing with his sisters and roughhousing with his two dogs. Wyatt doesn't slow down much, but when he does, it's usually because of Crohn's disease. Really bad. Like you, I almost. Reporter Sonia Goins knows all too well what this story is about. She's been living with Crohn's disease since 1985. She was in college when she first started to feel sick. I had these terrible stomach aches, right? And I thought it was the dorm food because I had just moved into the dorm. And lots of bloody diarrhea, painful stomach aches. And finally, you know, I was so embarrassed. I'm living at the dorms and I'm running to the bathroom 20 times a day. I'm like, something is up. Finally called my parents, went to the doctor. After, I don't know, about a year's worth of tests, they finally said, you have ulcerative colitis. I had to sit out a semester. And then after that, things got worse. And they said, nope, you actually have Crohn's disease. And at that point, I didn't know what Crohn's was. I didn't know what colitis was. I just knew that I felt bad. The doctor told Sonia that in essence, her body was attacking itself. Her digestive tract was inflamed, and it stayed that way on and off over the years. She's had sores in her mouth and esophagus and numerous bleeding ulcers in her colon. There is no cure for Crohn's disease. It's painful, debilitating, and sometimes life-threatening. Sonia has ended up in the hospital many times and on at least three occasions has come back from the brink of death. My parents have been there and they've told me they're like, they call cold blue on you because your pressure went down or because it infects your whole, your whole body, you know, your sugar drops, your blood pressure drops. And at that point, I'm not conscious kind of, so I don't even realize that. But I do remember waking up in ICU and that was scary because I'm just like, oh, my goodness, it is serious. You know, I do think it's serious, but at the same time, I'm like, well, what am I going to do about it? Mentally, you do what the doctors say and you try to put all your positive energy just to get over this this one episode. And then you go on with your life. But I don't think I've ever seriously thought about dying, which is kind of crazy when I have a chronic condition and it could very well happen. But yeah, uh, never really thought about it. 
Sonia Goins has instead decided she's not about to let a chronic illness dictate her life. She's spent years as a television news producer, reporter, and anchor, all high-stress jobs. A debate is brewing in the growing craft beer industry. The Minnesota Craft Brewers Guild and its 150 members are asking for some laws to be updated. It's since the season, and Brooklyn Center is looking to reduce the number of people who are St. not Patrick's counted. Day is just around the corner, and it's the busiest time of year for dancers who specialize in Irish dance. Hello, I'm Sonia Goins. Healthcare workers on the front line of the COVID-19 fight are in need of protective gear. Some local residents, including a woman from Maple Grove, are doing what they can to make sure healthcare workers have the tools they need to stay safe. Is there some stigma attached to this disease? Oh, yeah, it's embarrassing. Who wants to tell people, hey, I'm running to the bathroom again? Yeah, it's a big stigma, but it's more than just a bathroom disease. For me, too, like my eyes are impacted, and I have something called iuritis. And the doctors say it won't go away until the inflammation in my colon goes away. And a lot of people don't know that. It can infect your joints. It makes you incredibly tired. I saw people look at me, they're like, you're exercising? And I'm like, I have to force myself to exercise, even if I just do 15 minutes on the treadmill. I remember watching you on Facebook, and this was a while ago, you were lifting weights. I mean, you're very buff looking, I have to say. (laughs) I thought, how is she doing that? And because I know what you got going on. And I thought, now, why would she do that? Go in the gym, you're lifting weights, you're running. What is that about? Well, there's a couple of reasons why. I know high blood pressure and heart disease runs in my family, and I didn't want those issues on top of the Crohn's. So I was like, you know, I better start working out. So like 10 years ago, I just started to run. I couldn't run to the block. A block, I'm just like out of breath. And then I got a trainer, and they started helping me to lift weights. For the last year, though, I haven't been able to lift weights because I have this IV in my arm. And as we talked, Sonia took off her jacket and showed me the IV line, a pick line installed so she could get some nutrition. At the time we talked, she had not been able to eat solid food for more than a year. This is the third time I'm being fed by IV. But despite all these things, I'm hopeful. And that's what I call my little IV bag and catheter, hopeful. This is hopeful point two, because I started calling my device hopeful last year when I had to do this. I was fed by IV for eight months last year. And it's really hard because you have people all around you eating. I have my children. I'm feeding them, you know, but I'm still hopeful. I'm like, you, you still have to live your life, even though this device I'm grateful for. It's saving my life. I wouldn't be able to live without this because I have bleeding ulcers in my colon, you know, what am I going to do? Does this allow you to maybe have your colon heal itself? Yes, that's exactly the purpose of it. So the purpose of me being IV fed is to give my colon a rest. So there's no food going through there, no running to the bathroom. I have to say, I have no stomach cramps. I'm like, yay, I kind of want to shout. People look at me and you would think, you know, this, you can see I've got a pick line, which is an IV line in my arm. And so, you know, you get these stares when you go to the store and stuff, but I'm kind of used to it. I'm determined not to let this stop me. And it has a lot to do with my faith. You know, I'm like, God is so good. I'm alive. (laughs) And I believe that I know what my purpose is. What is your purpose? To help find a cure and hopefully inspire others to live their lives well. Just because something bad happens to you, you, you don't stop living. I always used to tell that to my kids and Now, (laughs) it's, you know, I had a choice. I could either 
crawl into a big ball and not do anything or decide to live my life. And that's what I decided to do. I want to explore this with you because it's an emotional thing when you are faced with a disease that is changing your life. Mm-hmm. A lot of people will allow it to change their lives, but you are you're living with the disease, or I should say the disease looks like it's living with you. Would that be a one way to kind of phrase that? Yeah. I mean, it's like a belt. Crohn's doesn't define who I am as a person. In fact, last year I ran a half marathon with this IV pack and I remember getting to the finish line of the New Orleans half marathon. I, I couldn't run. I had to walk. And I pulled out my IV pack out of the, the back. It was so powerful for me. And I, I cried through the whole thing. But I was like, I did it. I didn't let this one thing stop me from doing what I love to do. So, and this year I'm doing the same thing. I'm running the, um, sorry for crying. All right. <laughs> I'm running the Twin Cities Pin Mile in October. Hi, everybody. Uh, it's about like 30 minutes till the race. I feel good. I've got Hopeful on the back of me. The IV bag is kind of heavy. It's about uh, 12 pounds, but I feel good. I'm going to start off running and probably have to walk the rest of the way, but I'm going to do the darn thing, okay? So when I signed up for this race, I wasn't anticipating having to have an IV bag. But guess what? Woohoo! We're going to make a do what it do. Yes, indeed, that's how we do it. There's so many people here, you guys. Can you see all the people in the back of me? And while she had to walk at times, Sonia finished the Twin Cities Marathon in October of 2019. Hey, y'all. I'm with Lisa and Kathy. Woo! We finished. <laughs> They're hardcore. I'm going to be like them one day. Yes, I am. <laughs> it makes me feel so powerful to be able to do this. You know what I mean? I could be in the bed sick because <laughs> there's so many days I have been. There's so many hospitalizations with this disease. In fact, I was in the hospital for a week in June, the end of June. And you just never know when you're going to be sidelined. So I'm like, you better live each day like it's your last because it could be. So where's your wellspring of strength as you move forward? When you get so tired, I bet you get tired physically, yes, but also probably mentally. Oh, I pray a lot, and I meditate a lot, I pray a lot. It's funny, when I was little, my parents used to force me to go to Sunday school. (laughs) Now those Sunday school lessons as an adult come back to you. And I'm like, if God could save other people, He can save you too. You know, sometimes you feel like you're unworthy, but it's like, oh my God, He's God has never left you. You know, so that's that's where I get my strength from. Oh, you say you pray. The meditation's interesting. And I've never been a good meditator. And I've been thinking everyone that I talk to for this series says they meditate. And I'm intrigued by that. How does that help you? Yeah, it doesn't even have to be a big ceremony about it. I could be at my desk meditating. And no, 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 I just come and kind of turn myself towards the window. No one sings. And I close my eyes, even if it's five or 10 minutes and zone out. Or I might go in my car and just like, I just need some peace. And just think, you know, my happy place is Turks and Caicos. I remember a beach. I hear the waves crashing and stuff. And I just meditate on something good. It just turns it around and pray. That's my constant right there. I wouldn't be where I'm at today without God. So I know that's what I do. I pray. Does it help in terms of the meditation to stay in the moment? Because the past is the past, obviously. And we don't really know what the future holds. Right. I'm always thinking about the future. You know, I know there's going to be a cure for Crohn's and colitis. I can just feel it. I can tell because when I was first diagnosed, there weren't a lot of medicines. 
Now there's a whole bunch of medicines out there and it's getting better and better. The research is getting better. And that's why I keep running these races to raise money that goes towards research and patient programs. So I just have hope. I just know. You know how you just feel something? I'm like, I know there's something good is coming. I just know what I can feel. I'll ask you about the future, that you are comfortable looking into the future. Some folks who are living with a very serious illness don't want to do that because they're worried about what's going to happen to me, what's around the corner. It doesn't sound like you're in that headspace. No, I know that this might sound ridiculous too. I mean, because it's a very serious thing what I'm doing right now, because you can get an infection, you can get sepsis, and you have to be very careful putting this IV system together every day. And I'm lucky I have nurses around the clock. And that's the only other thing too, that's they watch you, they watch for your temperature and everything. And for me though, they worry a lot. They're like, no, go to the emergency room. Recently, I had a problem with my pick line and they're like, no, stop what you're doing now and head to the nearest emergency room. And I'm just like, but I'm not in that. I mean, I take it seriously, but I don't look at myself as being sick. I know that sounds kind of crazy. No, it makes sense. But I don't. I mean, I think I'm just as healthy as you. Do you know what I mean? Even though I'm not. Because <laughs> I think if you look at yourself as being sick, you will be sick. I like to look at myself as being healthy with a little bit of extra needed to get through the day. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes any sense, you know, but yeah. my mom likes to remind me, you are sick, Sonia. Why are you doing that? Why are you running? But it's for me, I feel great after I've run three miles or something. I mean, I might be exhausted, but mentally and physically, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm like, I conquered this. And this IV pack and this whole scenario, it's made me more confident in my personal and professional life, you know. You can't be shy carrying around a big old thing of IV fluids. <laughs> <laughs> this is Living with the End in Mind, a podcast from the End in Mind Project. We're talking to broadcast journalist, marathoner, mother, Sonia Goins, who's also been living with Crohn's disease, an incredibly painful, often misunderstood disease. It can also be life-threatening. Now, any disease affects the patient, but it also affects loved ones. You know, I feel bad for my kids, though my kids are away at school. My oldest son, he lives here, so he knows. But just to see their faces, when I get sick, I don't like to let them know, you know. They worry. I don't want them to worry. <laughs> but they're good. But they're good. And I want to be an example to my kids, too. I want to show them that, yep, this is not a fun time. It's not pretty. But deal with it. You know, there are things that are going to come at you at life and you're not going to have any control over it, but you can control what your attitude is towards something. And my attitude towards this is, yep, it sucks, but I'm not going to let it get to me and, and, and bring me down. I always try to put like, <laughs> I started a couple years ago putting positive messages out on Facebook, right? And first it was for my friend Mark, who was dying of cancer at the time. And then... Other people kept telling me that they liked the messages, so I kept doing them. And they're just messages that I actually tell myself, hey, girl, you can do it. It's going to be a good day. You know, those kinds of things. My favorite message of yours is always at the beginning of every month when you say you can leave your July troubles in July because it's August 1st. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is like that was that you have a new month, a new start. Each day is a new start. Each day is a new opportunity to do something wonderful. Where'd you get this attitude from? I just love that. No, it's just like when you've been down, 
and you and I there's a couple times I've almost died. It gives you new perspective on living. Anything else that helps me with this? My friends, actually, you know, even strangers. I mean, like just for somebody to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. Do you know how much that does to me? It just, you're like, yes, someone's praying for me. I know if nobody else is praying for me, my mom is always praying for me. My mom and my dad are always praying for me. And you could feel that. You could really, you feel that love and you're just like, okay, this is going to be a good day. I am going to try to get over this because this disease is also mental. When I first got put back on the IV, I ended up seeing a mental health professional which was lucky because I go to the University of Minnesota, and it's like a team. So you have a nutritionist, you have a therapist, and your doctor working together as one team. And that's good. And a lot of people don't want to go to that. But almost like the mental part was almost harder than dealing with the physical part, if that makes sense. It does. Because, you know, you think about this, this whole process changes your body image. There's a lot of sugar in this bag. I put on like seven, eight pounds, even though I'm working out, there's nothing I can do, you know. And then just the fact that your stomach is killing you, you're running to the bathroom constantly. Those aren't things, you know, you don't want to date on that. You avoid social situations. And a lot of people don't understand that. They don't understand that, hey, you're really tired. And then things change from moment to moment. Like you might be feeling great one minute and then five minutes later, you're not feeling so well. And people think sometimes they don't believe you. They're like, well, she was just out there partying a few minutes ago, and then now she's in the hospital. They just don't get that. I'm one of the type of person, I like to push it. My, <laughs> I'll push it to the limit. My doctor was like, what? I remember I ran a race in Chicago, and I ran across the finish line, immediately went to the bathroom. There was blood everywhere. And I knew I was sick, but I was like, I'm going to finish this race. And, you know, and I know I should have stopped. But I didn't. And I just, I knew I should have stopped. Stopping would have meant, in a sense, giving in, though. Exactly. And I'm too stubborn to give in to the, to the Crohn's disease. And my doctor will say the same thing, too. He'll look at me. He goes, what? Because you look, people can't tell. That's another thing with these diseases. They call them invisible diseases because you can't tell on the outside. And let me tell you, makeup hides a lot of pain. <laughs> you know, put on some eyeliner, some lipstick, and no one will know you're sick is my, is my motto. Put on a cute dress. It'll <laughs> deflect from the fact that you got this IV bag is my thing. But on the inside, you could be so sick and people don't realize that, you know. So if my close friends get it. But like other people, not so close, they're like, oh, she canceled on me. I didn't mean to cancel on you. I was really sick. Yeah. Right. I totally get it. Okay. So thank you for giving me this time. What I like to do with every person I talk to is this. At the end of every show, I ask this question. Can you leave behind a meditation, a prayer, an exercise, something you do every day that can help folks with whatever they got going on? Mine changes from day to day, but the first thing I do in the morning before I put my feet on the ground, whatever, is I get on my knees and I pray. I pray that I woke up in the morning. I pray for God's good grace to carry me through the day. And especially when I'm really tired and I don't want to get out of bed, I'm like, Lord Jesus, please give me the strength to make it through this day. And that's what I do. And I mean, it's different from other people. Everybody's got their own religions. But I firmly believe in the power of prayer. And there are a lot of times when I know I should stay in the bed, but God says, girl, you got this. And I'm out the door. (laughs) 
Sonia, it's been such a pleasure. It's so great to see you again. And thank you for your time. Good seeing you too, Kathy. Thank you so much. That is Sonia Goins talking about living with Crohn's disease. There's another chapter, well, several really, to Sonia's story that developed after our first conversation. And that is the next episode of Living with the End in Mind. This episode was made possible by Susan Bourne and the staff of Accredited Investors Wealth Management of Edina, Minnesota. Our editor is Jenna Lee Park. For more information on what End in Mind is all about and to hear our other podcast episodes and check out some other thoughtful links, go to our website, endinmindproject.org. I'm Kathy Warzer. Until the next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay curious. Stay curious.